Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. On tonight's show, I'm joined by Najee Karar, Paul Hope and Gareth Ellis. Evening, fellas. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Well, that was a shower of shite last night. Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo running out 34-24 winners, as predicted by absolutely no one on this show. <laughs> uh, we all got the Niners score about right, uh, if, I, if I recall. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I was nowhere near. In fact, oh, yeah, I, no. I nearly got it exactly the opposite way around, yeah, which is why I'm kind there. of um, happy that we scored in garbage time. Just yeah. so that it wasn't 31-17, or 34-17, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, so, no victory Tuesday today, no. gentlemen. More like tearful no Tuesday. Tearful yeah. Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> Empty Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So the defence was ripped apart by what I'm going to say is a very good, confident quarterback. Mm. Um, our D-line didn't seem to get any pressure or very little pressure whatsoever. And... The defensive backs were back chasing shadows as per the 2018 season before we had the likes of Nick Bosa and D Ford. But amazingly, we are still actually only one game out of the playoffs. But to make the playoffs now, we really need to win out from here. And that's a big ask. I mean, we've got the Cardinals, we've got Washington, who's just turned over the only undefeated team in the uh, in the NFL. And mm-hmm. we've got the Seahawks. I'm going to give us a gimme for the Cowboys game. Oof, after, I I, well, I was just about to say, after last night's game, I'm not sure what I feel comfortable giving us a gimme for that game. But we've got four games left. If we win them all, we still have a very, very good chance of making the playoffs. So it's not all doom and gloom, but I think we all expected a lot better from last night's game. Where did it all go wrong? Um, it's hard to say. Um, to me... It felt like everybody was very deflated. There was no energy. There was no urgency. There was never at any point in a game, even when um, we stopped them on the fourth down on the goal line. It almost seemed like it just happened. And there was no big celebration. There was no big nothing. Um, I don't know. It was a very weird game. It was very slow. and yeah, we just couldn't get going on offense, which that's what we get with Nick Mullins. Uh, you get turnovers and, you know, drives that go backwards rather than forward. Um, and then, yeah, our defense just didn't play as well as they did against the Rams. I think having Dante Johnson in a slot was a big mistake. Um, he got ripped apart by Cole Beasley and, and they, they were able to just make drive happens after that. Um, on the back of him, basically having a, a career day, uh, you know, after being in the league for ten years, which you know, uh, I think they were they're a very complete team. They're very balanced. They're very well coached. They didn't make any mistake. Um, the one pick that that we had was nullified by, what I don't really understand what kind of penalty that is for touching somebody illegally. Apparently, that's that's illegal not to touch people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, Feels we were so up and down this season. It's very, very deflating loss. Um, after the Seahawks tumbled, 
against the Giants, which was amazing, and <laughs> and the Cardinals dropping a game as well. It, it was our chance to make a statement and get right back in and back at you know five hundred six and six. And instead of that, yeah, as you said, now now we're our backs against the wall and we have to win everything and get a bit lucky here and there you know like the vikings dropping games and, and stuff like that if we want to make it which i think is is a big if now um after, especially after the, the performance because it, to me it felt a little bit like the saints and the packers game where you you know we could have won if things gone our way and we had excuses because we didn't have the players but this this time we had debo we had brandon ayuk um, you know, we had Sherman and Verad and, and, and all of that, and we just couldn't get it done. Um, I'm I'm going to pass it to you, Paul. What do you think we didn't use Debo more? It same, seemed like we didn't really see him until garbage time. Yeah, it was a strange one, Nadji. I mean, like Lee said at the start, the, the offense was, it was just off balance much of the game. Um, I don't know how everyone else is feeling, but it wasn't so much that the Bills won. I mean, I know the score, 34-24. It was just disturbing how easily we were throttled um, to echo Lee from the other night. I don't think Nick Mullins played particularly that bad, especially when you look at the stats. He was what we know he was going to be. But like you said, Najee, why did they not use Debo? It was like garbage time when he started getting involved in the game. And it was just a strange night for all of us sat at home three, four o'clock in the morning watching the 49ers through your fingertips thinking, do I turn <laughs> off? Do I go to bed? I mean, for me personally, I, I took the day off work today. And as Lee said in the the preview show, I was buzzing for this game. Honestly thought we were going to win this game. First drive, like Lee said, it was... Even when we stopped them, like you said, there was no energy. There wasn't that celebration. I mean, for me, Salah got a lot of the credit last week when we stopped the Rams this week, the defense, what we were really all confident going into tonight's, uh, last night's game. The defense just, they had an off day, didn't they? From, like you said, Sherman, Verrett. I mean, the injury showed Josh Allen. He showed what a good quarterback in the NFL can do. I don't know what you were thinking of uh, his performance, lads, but I was really impressed by Josh Allen last night. I mean, he poured, what, 370 yards passing yards, four touchdowns, and he just looked so comfortable. Every time he got the ball, I was just fearful. And at one point, it looked like Lee had got the score correct, just the other way around, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, thank God that they scored in uh, garbage time to change that. But the Bills, the Bills looked complete, like you said, Nadji. Um, Gareth, anything you want to add at this point? Uh, I think we they say that games are won and lost at the line of scrimmage, and I think that that's very true. We we couldn't get any pressure uh, on on Kyle Allen, um, and and they you know pushed our our offense around. I think um, from a defensive point of view, so that that seemed to be on the field. I think where the root cause of all the problems are, are started. Obviously, some guys are going to get picked up in the secondary, and there's there's things to be said there, but of course, if you're if you're getting no pressure, and your quarterbacks, your opposing quarterbacks, got all the time in the world, and some good receivers, uh, well coached, well drilled, then you know they're going to complete passes if if there's if there's no rush up front. We've seen this happen before. It doesn't matter who you are in the secondary; you can't cover for forever. 
Um, and if the quarterback's effectively got forever to pick out a player, then then he's going to tear you apart. And that's that's exactly what we saw. And I think you've you've covered it there, really. The Bills just looked very very comfortable from the first, you know, from the from the first throw, the first play. They they never seemed like they were, you know, got out of second gear really. They they just drove the ball down the field again and again and again because they started, you know, they had a couple of sort of ninety nine yard drives, I think. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I certainly think the coaching. You're, you're right. You've touched on it. Salah had a lot of praise last week, and I think he just got completely outmaneuvered. Anything he tried, clearly the Bills just adjusted and adjusted and adjusted throughout the game, um, and were were able to just move the ball at will. And we didn't seem to have an answer. I think part of that is we are so limited. Obviously, there's a there's a bit of a gap there in the slot in our our slot corner, which has been a strength. And they obviously uh, picked up on that, and and Cole Beasley had a had a career game. So fair play to the Bills coaching staff for picking that out. Uh, and I think now we're down to the absolute bare bones of the defence. If we, we if we can get a coaching battle where we're on top, then yeah, our defence looks good. But I, I just don't think we we've got much in the way of a plan B or other options or enough personnel on the defensive side to to cope. With a with a team that clearly has got a, a good offense, a well drilled offense, and and a good offensive coordinator and head coach behind it, um, and they just you know they picked us apart, and it was it was tough to watch. Yeah, it was. They just seemed to know everything we were going to do on both sides of the ball. Yeah, like you said, Gareth, it was just sat at home. It was, I just, I mean, I don't know how Nadji was feeling when that Fred Warner pick got ruled out. I was off the couch thinking this is the momentum changing and I saw yeah. the yellow flag and I thought, this is on us, isn't it? This yeah. is on us. And it just, oh, sat back down and was like... That's why I say it felt like the the Packers and the Saints game because in those two games, um, the ref had a big part in, in changing momentum. And I think that play is massive because is it 7-0 seven, seven at that time? Um, maybe 10-7 at that time. And if if we get that pick and we drive downfield and it's, you know, 14 to 7, uh, we might go at a half on top and get the ball back and and then it's a completely different game. And, and the penalty is completely ridiculous for illegal touching downfield, which you never hear. I mean, it, yeah, anyway, it's one play. We probably would have lost the game anyway because we went good yesterday. But, yeah, I think momentum changing is, is a lot. And, we we can absolutely put it on our defense, but our defense can't win games by themselves either. They uh, thought they played a good first half, considering what they were they were given. You know, it, it was still only a ten point game and a half. Um, uh, but the problem is our offense is just too inconsistent, and uh, we we just either have a good drive and maybe score points, or we're literally going backward into you know third and twenty nine or. Or whatever that drive was when when Coleman came back in to to show that he needs to be cut. I think um, after a performance like that, we, I think he's got minus yardage on, on minus games. eleven yards on two yeah, carries. So so you know uh, th- that's the problem, and and I think Gareth, you touched on it. Um, we're never going to get into a shootout with this kind of team. And it's almost what we needed on, in our game. We needed to score points in order to keep on top of what they were doing. And we just couldn't do it. Um, it's a shame because Ayuk had a decent game 
eventually and Debo got the ball eventually so you, you see the potential of what we could have done to win this game and for some reason we didn't is it are we going to put it on the move and we're in Arizona instead of being in San Francisco I'm glad you said and, that because I was wondering that whether or not it has affected the team a lot more mentally than, than what we anticipated because yeah. as Paul said the whole team looked flat yeah. There was just nothing about the team. There was no excitement. There was no. There didn't seem as though there was any fire in the team last night. And you've got to ask yourself whether or not this has made quite a big difference to the team. Because obviously they've been they've been taken away from their families. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's massive to know how you use your routine. Um, I, I've said it many times. I think these guys are well old machine on the almost robot-like during the season. They do things in a very specific order to get themselves right and ready for Sunday because it's such a battle. It's such a you know physical demand and, and mental demand. If you're not right, then well, I guess you get that kind of performance out of your players. And whether you're an all-pro or, or, or a backup, doesn't matter at this point because you're, just, you're starting off the game off the wrong foot. Um, yeah, I think this. Um, I'm also. I've got beef with Sherman, and and this article that we all saw, and he says he's probably not going to come back. This is the kind of thing you need to keep under wrap until the end of the season, in my opinion. Yeah. When you're in, when you're in the playoff hunt, and you need everybody to rally, and you're one of the, you know, the captain and the leaders, and you're the voice of the Niners, and and you come up with an article like this, and and yeah, maybe maybe it got written in a different way, but but. You know, he's been in the league long enough that he knows that if he says something remotely controversial, that's that's the thing they're going to pinpoint on. And maybe that that has something to do as well. I thought, you know, the, the entire secondary wasn't very on point. Jimmy Ward didn't didn't show what he showed us last week. He's basically back to what he was. Um, I mean, Sherm was they weren't bad, but they weren't great either. And we we said it during the, the preview. Uh, we needed them to be um, to be very good, and it just didn't happen. So uh, it's hard to it's hard to say why exactly, but wouldn't surprise me if you know fifty percent of the team isn't right mentally, um, which obviously doesn't help at all. So I'm going to disagree with you about Jimmy Ward. I thought Jimmy Ward was one of our better players on defense. I'm not saying he didn't play well. I'm just saying he didn't do what he did last week, which, you know, that's, I think that's what we needed to win, uh, like a, exceptional performance. And it was it was just, you know, bottom line average. Um, we certainly needed you, somebody to step up on the defense yeah, exactly. and nobody did. And nobody did. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Um, yeah. Uh, and after the performance he had last week, you'd think maybe he could have put a, another one in and had the fire and the desire to do it. But, just didn't happen. Um, I think Warner tried his hardest, and the pick was amazing. The fumble recovery was pretty clutch. Um, but um, yeah, I just, I just, I think it wasn't our night. wasn't for us. Um, and yeah, it's hard to say where we are. But I, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a hard end of the season uh, because yeah, of this. Definitely. Sorry, Paul, I interrupted you. No, no, and. I was just going to echo something Nadji said. Like before the the game, we all talked about having to play mistake free football. And mm. I know you've said Nadji the penalties. You know there was only five of them last night. It wasn't as mm. if there was flags galore. But each no. one was just at that crucial time. You know 
A defensive sure. hold on Armstead gives the Bills yeah. first and goal. They score a touchdown. Fred Warner's interception negated. Um, a straight roughing the passer again. And you just that sat at home thinking... natural one as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> not, not a fake one. one. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with admitting the Bills were the better team last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 100%. I, but I do think, like Lee said and yourself about the move and... You know, we've all been through a lot this year. You you touched upon it in the last show, Nadji, and I thought it was very good if you to say about the if you're not okay, speak up. And you know, we're all going through the lockdown tier system. Are you at work? Are you not at work? Um, I mean, for me personally, I might be back in the office next week, and that's just been dropped on me. And I'm like, whoa, how's that going to affect my family? These guys yeah. have to move to a different state, and they don't know if they're seeing the families at Christmas. And like you said, it just seemed last night. Like Lee said, there was just no spark. And I think we're all feeling a bit frustrated today, the team and ourselves. I think we were on such a high coming into this game. And now it's like, oh. And then the Washington are coming in, yeah. as Lee said, after defeating the only undefeated team in the NFL. I mean, Lord's wealth, isn't it? To, to take with, you know, with a bit of background, the Steelers are the easiest schedule in the NFL um, so far. Um, and they've, they just had cupcake games after cupcake games, and they're, they're not the best team in the NFL. So it doesn't surprise me that they lost. But it, it it's bad for us that Washington is going to be pumped that they did defeat the only undefeated team, and, and they've got a very good defense, which doesn't bode well for Nick Mullins, which keeps showing that he just cannot read blitzes. He, it's just, I think, as you said, Gareth. Um, a few a few podcasts ago is when he's behind and he has to make plays, he just he's terrible. And then as soon as the game was essentially over and garbage time kicked in, he looked composed and he moved around the pocket and he made some decent throw, which obviously ultimately don't matter. But so I'm looking at the the fourth quarter and like, where's this been all season? But why don't you play like this all season? Yeah. Um, I don't know what what you thought of it, Gareth, but. Well, I, I think, you know, we've we've seen it a couple of times when it's garbage time and, you know, your opponents are playing prevent, which is, we're, you know, we'll let mm-hmm. you get yards as long as the clock keeps running. Because, yeah. you know, that's how you see out the game. It's like, fine, we, you know, we'll let you score a touchdown as long as it takes three or four minutes off the clock to do it. Because they're, you're in that position, that luxury position of being able to give up a score. Um so yeah, we we have seen the best of Mullins when when it's garbage time. But uh, you know, I think that is partly uh, due to the defenses that uh, are going up against him, less less blitzes and and perhaps more yeah. more guarding on the uh, um, you know outside the numbers uh, to to stop receivers getting out. But yeah, I, I think that it was the disappointing thing for me was the flat performance after we'd seemed so much better, so much more fired up against the Whams, like like we were we were confident, thinking, you know, we, we we're not out of the playoff hunt. We're getting players back. We you know we can do this. We we're really at it. And the defense looked like their old selves against the Whams, and then to just be. Uh, you, you know, worn down and, and taken apart by by a Bills team, which were just incredibly efficient and accurate and mistake free, uh, and they they just it was just disappointing to again just see that flatness across the team. Um, and I think you're right, maybe the move is something to do to do with that. But I, I remember the, the first game, week one against the Cardinals, we were flat that game as well, uh, and we've seen it a few times this season where 
I don't know if it's fair to say, but the team just don't seem to be quite fired up or prepared for the game that they're about to play. They just didn't seem to be perhaps at it. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's a combination of the injuries and the Super Bowl hangover. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? But there's there's been some spark missing from from Somewhere. several games because in those games against the Rams, we've we've seen it, uh, and it's it's notable by its absence. So hopefully it can come back for for the rest of the games, and uh, we'll see where we are. So so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It was a positive though last night, wasn't there, lads? Brendan Ayuk. Yeah, Ayuk yeah, is Ayuk is is a bright spark. I think it was nice to see Charlie Charlie Warner catch a couple of balls for the for the first time ever. Um, obviously we drafted him this year. Um, yeah, I'm a bit worried about Tom Compton. I, I don't know where I stand with him. Uh, maybe Lee, you've got a bit of an opinion on. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like this player. Yeah, he hasn't impressed me so far. No, um, me, let's, no, let's no face me it. Either, Offensive line he's... has been debatable as being an issue this season. Um, yeah. I, I think I said it on the last show, we were good run blocking our offensive yeah. line, but we didn't do very well last night. <laughs> we didn't do very well at many things last night. No. Um, I was going to turn around and say the play call and surprise me, but I actually, I think that's a good thing. Because if it surprises, it means that we weren't uh, calling the players that I was expecting us to play. And if we had done that, then any defensive coordinator worth the salt in the NFL would have known exactly the same thing and planned against it. So I think that's actually a good thing. However, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate here and say that, uh, you, you know, if I go back to the game against the Packers where, uh, you, you know, we everybody knew we were going to run the ball. The Packers knew we were going to run the ball. We ran the ball, and it didn't matter. We still beat them easily. I think, I think you make a stronger case by planning what you're good at and executing it. Um, and that's why I'm I'm confused as to why Zebo didn't get the ball in his hand on one of those wide receiver screen up until very early in the fourth quarter because that's what we're good at. It doesn't matter that they know what's coming. Zebo is good enough to beat that anyway. Um, so. I'm going to say, I, I hope, uh, sometimes I feel like Kyle doesn't trust the player to execute the plays he, he wants and he just puts the play that might work because it's a good play rather than the play that works because we've got good players. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I see what you mean and I like the fact that we can keep changing and be flexible. But also, I'd love for us to just be good at what we do and just do it without having to worry about defences. Yeah, and basically make the other team stop us. Yeah. Oh, I completely because, agree with that approach. Because that's what the, the Bills have done. The Bills decided to stop us running, and, and they did that very well. And, you know, when you commit to, to stop the run, it's it's not that hard to do. You just have to put more people in the box. Um, And, and you know, they challenged Mullins to go and beat them. And it, we all know that he can't do that, and they knew that. And, and that's how they won the game, you know. Uh, I, I wish we'd just put the ball in Debo's and Ayuk's hand as soon as possible and then try and let them win the game for us. I think against the Rams, that was a big part of why why we managed to win that game because just Debo took the team on his back and made everybody better. But he didn't have a chance yesterday to do that. Purely because... I'm, and I'm sure the plays are designed... For, some plays are designed 
to go to him and they just don't because because Nick Mullins. But yeah, I don't know. A very deflating. So, um, so Nick but, Mullins had two interceptions. The, the second one, I, I don't think there's any argument at all about the second one. That was on Nick Mullins yeah. all day long. But what yeah. about the first one? Was that on Jordan Reed? I can't uh, even remember it. Uh, was that was just behind him, just behind Reed, or am I think is that the right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think no, I, I think, think it's not a good throw. If it's in stride and somewhere only Reed can catch it, then see. So my theory is that wasn't even meant for Reed. He didn't even see Reed. He was looking. Oh, at, right, yeah. I, I okay. think it was Kendrick Bourne. It was either Bourne or Ayuk was on the crossing route, and that's who he was looking at. And he was throwing it so it was goal low, so that only that, that player could actually catch the ball. But obviously, coming in the exactly the opposite direction, and the, the timing of it, it was like a perfect storm. He's crossing, Reed is crossing as the ball's going towards. It was either Bonner or Ayuk. If Reed hadn't been there, that'd have been a, that'd have been a reception. So yeah. I think it's not a case of it's been a bad throw. I think he was thrown at low on purpose for the receiver that was coming in from the right-hand side. He hasn't seen Reed coming in from the left-hand side, and Reed has made a play at the ball, which has obviously knocked it up in the air, and that's resulted in the interception. At least that's how I saw it. It's possible, yeah. but I mean, Nick Mullins' <laughs> you know, mistakes aren't just... you know He's done loads, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was his mistake as well. as I mean, Jordan Reed doesn't been playing nowhere near as good as he has well just before his injury I think he was he was pretty good but then he only played good against the Jets I guess and, and the Giants which were bad back then so maybe he's just his his career is known uh, on the up path um, do, do you not think that's to do with the service rather than his play it's possible um it's going to be hard to say until we we get decent quarterback play on the center, and I think I think it all comes from there. It, it, ultimately, if if only we had a good QB on the center, or, or you know QB that like Jimmy that doesn't play bad because Jimmy hasn't played well when we, when he was in this year. Um, just good good QB play, you can assess the rest of the team much much easier because you know you can tell why the plays aren't being made. But when you have Nick Mullins and you've seen what he's done this year, it's really hard to to judge anything um, because the defense plays for Nick Mullins as well. You know they, they know that he's very mystic prone and he's going to gunsling it and he's, they're probably going to get a pick or two fairly easily. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple again that the defender dropped, um, so he could have again had three or four other uh, you know yeah, right. defender been been a bit better at catching the ball and the reason they play defense is probably because they can't catch the ball um so you, you know i i think we all we, uh, let's let's see if we can do anything against washington because if we don't win that game then it's definitely over and then we can you know hit it resets and go go back at it again next year with you know, all, all the players we're going to lose and not lose and who we resign, who do we draft and, and all that. So uh, at this point, we're back again at looking at the future rather than, you know, April rather than Washington, which is very annoying. But, you know, we yeah. can win Washington. They're not, they're not that good of a team. You know, they're, oh. they're only scored 17 points. <laughs> I don't know about that. They've got a much better defense than what the Buffalo Bills did. And no, we found I, it I tough agree. against them. I, I, I agree, but I just... They, they didn't score that many points. Um, we've won every game. We kept people under 24 points. So I think 
Alex Smith is, you know, hasn't played for that long. We'll talk about it on the, on the previous show on Friday or, yeah. or whenever we do that. But uh, it's the NFC East. It's NFC. <laughs> I, I'd rather play Washington next than, you know, the Chiefs or, 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 or the Buccaneers or a team like that, that that's playing good and or the Colts or something like that. So, but yeah, it's going to be a challenge for sure. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's not. <laughs> what yeah. about the um, what about the deep ball from Mullins? I, I, I nearly fell off the sofa. We actually had a real deep ball that someone caught. I know it was in garbage time, but yeah, uh... it's garbage time. I don't, <laughs> I don't put like, any stock into it. At all. Yeah, the, the receiver had to do a lot of work to catch that ball, though. He, yeah, he had yeah, to slow did, down yeah. as well, so it wasn't exactly pierced very well. I'm just being tongue in cheek because oh, we sat all night and watched no, Josh yeah, Allen. Just you know, shows what a good quarterback can look like, and we were just sat in envy. So, <laughs> that's yeah. that I'd but, that. you know, it makes my case to get John, Josh Johnson in in there by the week. I'm just, I, I don't think we can win easily with Nick Mullins ever. Um, well, to be honest, I mean, we we, we possibly at that st- stage of the season now where it is actually worth chucking Johnson in. Yeah, just, I mean, we've got nothing else to lose, don't we? Um, and if he can spark something and maybe I think, get get the Washington defense off balance, you know, yeah, who I, knows, I, right? I think having a mobile quarterback against Washington would actually serve us quite well because they've got yeah. a very decent defensive line there. And good. I think they're going to be blitzing quite often and bringing a lot of oh, pressure. Yeah. So I think, for yeah, sure. sticking Johnson in for next week is, is probably... Is, it's it's time just right. Maybe. Yeah, flip that coin and, and let's see where we go from here. See what happens, yeah. I, I don't disagree, but I can't see Shanahan doing it. No, I can't. Either. No, I, I agree with you as well. I just think it's perfectly timed to do it. But you're right, I don't think he'll do it either. I don't think so. There we go. There's, there, there's a challenge for him when he listens to the podcast later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we seem to have a... An ear somewhere in Santa Clara. Well, Arizona now, shall I say. Yeah. Yeah. Right, guys. <laughs> thank you very much for joining me in a miserable show, talking about a miserable game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Sunday fun. night will be much better. It's good so. it company, though. So, you know. Yeah, yes, definitely. Okay. And it's our therapy session as well. So, Indeed. <laughs> Yeah. At least you've got some nice beers to uh, well, dry those tears with. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't sure earlier. whether. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether not to mention that or not. But I've, I've been really <laughs> looking forward to this beer turning up. Six weeks ago, I ordered it. It's obviously come straight from San Francisco, um, and I get it every year. And I don't know if you've ever had any, but the Christmas ale they actually do a completely new recipe every single year. Um, the labels are one of a kind. They do that every uh, year. Same guy that's done it for the last 46 years. I think he's only done one. Uh, sorry, there's only ever been one that he didn't do. And this year is the last one he will ever do. Oh, so wow. he, he retires mm. from doing the drawings. So I'm looking forward to uh, tasting that after the show. Um, and I'll let you all know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. do. Definitely. <laughs> okay, thanks to all the listeners. We'll be back on Friday with the preview show for the game against the team from Washington. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcast when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for Fight Niners Fearful UK. Until Friday, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.